We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Ah, amazing. Actually, thank you, Pastor Will, for honoring my kids also. I actually feel like honoring my kids also tonight. I know I don't know, they are 12, 14, 16, and 18. I don't know if any of you are in that age, but I don't know what you would think about, you know, spending 24-7 with your parents for six straight weeks. Who would like that? That's a nice one. That's a nice one. You get a box of chocolate to that. Just thank you for tagging along and participating in this great adventure. It's been, a, it's been awesome. And uh, like I said this morning, we are just finishing up by going to Thailand. We found a nice little island. We're going to dip our toes in the hot water and just relax for a week before we go home and we'll move ourselves to Copenhagen. It's been a wonderful journey to be out here. Where is Kale? Where are you, Kale? You're there. I just want to point you out just to let you all know if you've got stuff you really care about, like a wallet or a phone or anything, sit on it. Otherwise, that guy will take it. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't trust that guy. <laughs> uh, I've waited all afternoon to do that. No, actually, Cale was so nice to drive us to the cafe after the morning service and when he, in our rented car, and when he sort of handed it back to us, he handed the car back, but not the key. <laughs> so when we got to where we should be and we shut down the car, we couldn't turn it on again because... <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I want to share a word with you tonight um, from Second Kings. If you've got your Bible, you can turn to it. Otherwise, it's going to be on the screen. I think I don't know. Do we have the thing on the screen? Oh yeah, what a nice view, huh? You live in the most wonderful place in the world, except from the other most wonderful places that we've been in New Zealand. It's like you drive four hours, and all of a sudden, this new scenery turns up, and uh, we had the took the drive from Christchurch to Lake Tekapo. And we had a, we rented a hut just in front of the lake, you know, and we woke up in the sunrise with the mountains and the white, ah. Oh, we thought this is the most magnificent place you have in New Zealand. Then we drove to Queenstown and rented a house with a view over the lake and the mountains. And we were like, and then we came here. It's amazing. You guys don't know how beautiful your country is. You can come to Denmark, you know. The highest place we have is 143 meters. Yeah, it's, it's probably like this. This is what, where we normally are, you know. We can see from one end of Denmark to the other. So you, you have to appreciate all the, the mountains here, even though it sometimes rains too here. I know that. Okay, so um, I'm going to find my notes here. Um, and I'm going to read some of the story from, uh, from Second Kings. It's a story about Elijah, who is actually my favorite person in the Old Testament. And from, in, in chapter 4, we read from verse 8. I'm just going to 
read some of the story and just share a little insight from this story and hopefully we can make it a little shorter and uh, do anybody feel like we're praying tonight and you know believing God for an encounter I, I just want to I just want to create a, a little space for that also at the end so one day Elijah went to Shunem everybody say Shunem it's actually Hebrew for Dunedin <laughs> do you know how all the preachers say uh, uh, what the Hebrew and Greek word is you know don't believe it Oh, believe it, believe it, believe it. Okay, and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. And she said to her husband, I know that this man often comes our way. He's a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put, and put in a bed and a table, a chair and a lamb from Ikea. You guys want Ikea? Should I just prophesy Ikea to New Zealand? And the men go, no, no, don't do it. Um, then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. So um, what's actually taking place here is there's a woman and a husband, and they are actually expressing their faith very practically right and that's actually my first point faith always needs an expression sometimes we can reduce faith to impressions right uh, and we reduce faith to something that's happening on Sunday and we listen to uh, a sermon and we and we think that Christianity and faith in Jesus Christ is all about thinking the right things and knowing the right things but it's actually not so much about head knowledge you know actually faith comes from Hearing and hearing from Word of God. And actually, it's not just to be stuck in our head, right? It needs to travel from our head to our heart. And it needs to travel from our heart and into our hands and our feet, right? Actually, if we, if we are not expressing what we believe, I might challenge you saying, I'm not sure you even believe. There's, there must be a, a correlation, a strength, a, a, a tie bond between what we preach and what we sing and what we actually live out Monday morning. I think I said it this morning also. What we preach and talk about Sunday, if we cannot get it out in our hands and our feet Monday morning, I think we're wasting our time. So faith always needs an expression. And actually for this couple, they, they expressed it so concrete and practical in a room they, they built a, a room and um, and expressed their love and their hospitality for this uh, for this man uh, Elisha and um, <clears throat> I, I, I want to challenge you I sometimes ask myself that question who is actually benefiting from your faith do you know what I mean who is actually at the end of your faith? Who are you expressing your faith to? Is it the neighbor? Is it the colleague? Hopefully it's your family. Home, you know. Christianity is not just about lifting our hands Sunday and then talking dirty to each other when we come home. Or talking down to each other. We, we, we actually need to live out this message of Jesus, right? That's, that's actually what incarnation means. You know, Jesus actually incarnates. He's, he sort of gives body. And he's a full expression 
of who God is. And, and we're not just to observe that and delight in that. We're actually to live that out and be that expression, be that incarnation. So actually Jesus is alive in Dunedin. He's got hands and feet in Dunedin. Why? Because you are here. The church is here. Not just the church corporate, but you and I in our everyday life, we get a chance to express our faith very practically. And they were, they were really going beyond. I love the fact that in verse 13 it says, you've, got, you've gone far beyond the call of duty in taking care of us. I know one of the values of Equipus is to excel, excellence. And I like that they actually, she goes beyond what could be expected, you know. Actually, putting in a lamp and a chair and a, and a, in that room is actually, that was not something you had in these times. It was only in the king's palace. Otherwise, you would sit on the floor or lie on the floor eating. So they actually, they actually decorated it for the king. I love that our expression is not just, well, I'm a Christian. I need to do a little. I need to be a little polite. You know, I need to encourage others a little bit because, you know, it's just, I love that we go beyond in our expression. That we actually have a faith that's really lifting the game for everyone so that actually we would be the best colleague. Everybody wants to be in the study group with you because you go beyond what's expected of you and we don't do it because we want to earn God's love we just want to do it because we want to express the love and actually pour it into practical uh, um, life the love that we experience ourselves right we're not containers of love we are channels of love and mercy uh, so and what we actually learn about this woman is that she she's actually, it says that she's a well-to-do woman. But in a minute we will learn that she's actually expressing her faith here in a situation and a time in her life where she's actually lacking. You know, she's actually in a situation where some of the stuff that she's been hoping for and dreaming for for years has not happened. You know, sometimes we would end up thinking, God, if you bless me, I'll be a blessing. Come on, I challenge you. Be a blessing. You know, what, actually what we sow in obedience in times where we are lacking and when our circumstances are not right, what we sow in those times, God will later on use to do great things. You see, that room that they built, that they so generously offered Elijah, that very room is about to be the exact place where a fantastic miracle is going to take place in the exact room. What you sow in obedience, in times of lacking, is going to be this, the very thing, the very place in your life where God will come back and redeem and do a miracle. Amen. Don't wait for God to bless you. I know that's actually a, that's a wrong thing to say because he blessed you so much. But I, th I think sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we think, God, I need more, you know. Uh, I need your blessing. And, and that's a good prayer. But let's start by being a blessing and God will always come through. Okay, so we read in the, in, in the next, just a couple of lines more. 
One day, when Elisha came, he went up to his room and lay down there. And he said to his servant, Gehachi, call the Shunammite. And so he called her, and she stood before him. And Elisha said to him, tell her, you've gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? I love this phrase, what can be done for you? It's, it's the heart of God. It's the heart of God towards you tonight. What can be done for you? Amen. We know he's a good, good father. Amen. You know he's actually a father that actually wants to give us all the desires of our heart. He's actually a good, good father. Uh, we know that and some of us would, are saying amen. And, 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 but, but sometimes we just know it. But we don't know it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so he's good, but how good is he? I wonder if you really believe what Elijah is prophesying and saying here to this woman. And that God is saying to you tonight, what can be done for you? How, how, how big would you dare dreaming? How big is your God? You know, one, one time we were invited uh, by a businessman in calling where we live. He said... Jacob and Jeanette, you need to do, you need a night out, an owl. Just, I have, a, I have a, a, an account at the best restaurant in Colling. You just go there and you, you just take, eat everything you like. Just pick out what you want and pick the best wine and have a, have a great evening. And we were like, all right. So we had the kids taken care of and we went to that restaurant and we opened the menu card and we, you know with the menu card how it works and those restaurants, the, 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 the further down you come, the, the higher the price. And we were like, I, I wonder how good this businessman is. <laughs> how far down can we go? And we, and we went to the, the, the wine menu. It's like, whoa, we never had a wine at this price. Can we go further, you know? And, and we sort of, we settled around a place where we thought this is probably sort of accurate to the generosity of this man. And we had a great evening. And a couple of days after, he called me and he said, Jacob, you went eating at the restaurant. I got the bill now. You haven't eaten anything. Why didn't you drink some good wine? And we were like, ah, I didn't know you were that generous. Sometimes our prayers... Sometimes when God's really asking us what can be done for you, we're like, you know, like you said, Will, in the beginning here, maybe we've prayed things a hundred times and we're like, ah, we're sort of downsizing a little bit. Ah, we, we start praying. Maybe we believed one time for revival in Dunedin. That was a big word. <laughs> you all got quiet. Ah, so maybe now we believe for 10 more or 15 more. And we sort of, do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, just before we hit the nerve in this story, I just want to say it and hear it. He's a good, good father. What can be done for you? I'm aiming at some of the areas in your life. I might go a little, you know, I might touch some bases tonight. I might, I might, I might go close to you. I might, I might touch some areas in your life where you stop dreaming. Where you stop believing, where you stop praying. I just want to say to you, you know, like the, the, the older son in the, in the parable, or the prodigal son, 
you know, that one son who gets the inheritance and he goes out and blows it all up and comes back. And the father is a good, good father and he's so happy and generous that he slaughters the fattened calf. Is that the English term? Yeah. And he throws a party. And that's the old son. He's like grumpy and he's like, how come I, I, I've slaved for you for all these years. I've never done anything wrong and you haven't given me anything. You haven't even slaughtered a goat for me. And the father, whose image of God is responding, what do you mean? All mine is yours. That's the heart of the father. All heaven. He, there's actually nothing stored in heaven that he hasn't poured out on us. He emptied his heaven. He gave his very best. He gave his everything. Amen. And we can believe tonight for great things in our life because he's a good, good father. Amen. Amen. So, the woman's answer, what, what would you say if I told you, pick anything. I'm well connected. That's Elijah. He's well connected. I'm connected to the king and I'm connected to God. What can we do for you? And her answer is, I have a home among my own people. And in other translation, it says, nothing. I'm secure and satisfied. Now, why would she say that? I'm secure and satisfied. Well, maybe she's secure, secure and satisfied. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can be in church and be secure and satisfied. That's a good thing. But I wonder, if, when we get to know this story, that It turns out, actually, that she couldn't be, be a mother. She couldn't conceive a child. And that has been her dream for years. And just sometimes we read the Bible just too fast. We, we don't think about that it's actually real people, right? Now, you imagine being that woman for years, a well-to-do woman. Everything she wanted, she could have, except this one thing. She couldn't conceive a child. And I, and I don't know, I'm just imagining how, how often she would have, you know, kneeled in front of her bed with her husband and just praying, God, we just so much long for a child. And they've been praying and they've been believing. And one year has gone and two years has gone and three years has gone. And, and, and sometime they've been strong in their faith and like tonight, this is it. And, and then years have gone, and, and, and now, now she's probably at a point, I don't know if you recognize that, but it's like she doesn't even want to mention it. I don't want to go down that road one more time of raising my hopes just to be disappointed. Have you, have you ever been in a situation in life for something you prayed for and hoped for and believed for, And as years go by, you just, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit from, from our life that four years ago, this is just a, an example. You, you would know what this looks like in your life. Four years ago, Jeanette, my beautiful wife, we've been married for 22 years this Friday. Thank you. And, uh, for, and four years ago, actually six years ago, her body started to be very weird. It, it acted not well. 
And after a year or two of not knowing what was happening, she went to some tests and visited different uh, experts and doctors. And finally, just about four years ago, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Do anybody know what that is? MS? It's actually a neural disease where, where your immune system actually is attacking uh, your, your nerves in your spine. And it's sort of, it's, it's ruining the free flow of the nerves. And, and, and that makes a lot of trouble in your, in your body. And, and just for instance, uh, we used to, Jeanette used to run easily five kilometers just because she liked it. And now, 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 now she can't really go one kilometer because her, her right leg is actually, you know, it's, it, 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 it's not functioning well. It's sort of slowly, you know, slowing down and, and, and lots of other things. And, and I remember that date in August, four years ago, we, we came home from the doctor. And I'm a man of faith. Anybody here a man of faith? And all the women said, amen. You're a woman of faith. Heroes of faith. And we started declaring and believing, come on, God, we are throwing this MS out sooner than it came in. You know, we believed and we prayed and I was, I was really on fire. I believe we are not accepting this. This is not part of our story. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and one year went on and two years went on. And all of a sudden you sort of, there's a, there's a, there's a it, 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 it's longer between the prayers. And actually, we, we ended up, uh, at least I did, in a, in, in a, in a period of time where if, if people were to ask us, so is there anything we can pray for, like you did at the opening of this service, we would go, no, we're secure. We're satisfied. I, I just couldn't one more time, you know, pump up my faith to believe that not, this is the time. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what it is you've hoped for, dreamed for, been praying for, not just a hundred times, thousands of times. And all of a sudden you find yourself in this room tonight and when Pastor Will asks, is there anything we can pray for, you were like, no. I'm secure. I'm satisfied. I want to challenge you. I know this, this could go deep. I'm not here to reopen things that you buried many years ago but I'm here to say God is a good God I'm here I want to I want to dare you to hope again and pray again amen maybe you you've been searching for a husband or a wife maybe you are longing to have kids Maybe you had a breakdown in relationships in your family and you just can't seem to be reconciled. Maybe you're struggling with illness. What helped me, and we actually sung it in the last worship song, I loved it. What actually helped me was thinking about, let me just close with it, there's two kinds of hopes. And uh, the one hope, I call it the small hope, you can put that on. If it's, if it's the next one. Are you with me, guys? You're so cool. Give it, give it up for the creative team. They're always working. Do you know they're not just working today, they're actually slaving throughout the week. 
to make all this happening. Yeah. Oh, come on. There's, there's the small hope. And, uh, you know, Jesus, he went in. We, we read it in Luke 4. Uh, he went into the synagogue and he took out the scroll from Isaiah and he quoted this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled down the scroll and then he said, Do you know? Today, this is fulfilled. And the small hope is today. It's not that small. I'm just comparing it to something bigger in a minute. Actually, Jesus came to tell us that there is a today. Today might be the day that God is going to bring that thing in your life that you've been praying for, that you actually stopped praying for. We have decided in our family, we will never stop praying. We will never stop praying. I believe she can be healed now. I believe she can be healed tomorrow. I believe she can be healed Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. I believe there's a today. I believe there's a today for you. You know, we never as a church must give up on this hope that God can bring in his kingdom today. That's the good news of the gospel is that heaven is here. The kingdom is at hand. The power of the risen Christ is here. So we always raise our hands when people say, is there anything we can pray for? Yes, pray for us. We believe for a miracle. We believe it's today. That's what church is about. It's actually also sharing those moments where things are tough and where you need someone to believe with you. Don't hide it. Don't hide yourself behind I'm secure and satisfied. Don't hide behind your broken dreams and, your, and, and the things that you, you thought you were never going to say again. I'm challenging you to say it one more time tonight. That dream, that thing that you've lost, that you are hope for. Amen. Let's never stop believing for a today. But it's helped me to also think about, and that was, we, what, that was what we were singing about. And that's the, what I call the big hope. You know what the big hope is? One day, Jesus is coming back. Amen? Do you know what that means? It actually means he's going to resurrect us. Amen? It's a bodily resurrection that we believe in. Amen? I actually know that one day, Jeanette, she will be healed. Uh, I know we love dancing and we can't really dance when, because the balance is, you know, destroyed by the MS. I know one day we will be dancing. There's going to be a day, if it's going to be tomorrow or the next day or the day after. But one day when Jesus comes, she will be resurrected in a new body without sickness. And we will be dancing. Let me tell you, you will be dancing. You will be dancing. It's a question of time. And some, sometimes the time lab is what actually sort of quenches our hope. And we need to be able to stand in that dilemma between the small hope believing for today and the secure hope and promise that we have in Christ. And Paul, he puts it like this in Romans. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us in the future. Amen. 
there's a glorious future. Do you believe in heaven? <laughs> Amen. Sometimes I think we lost track of it as a church. It, it became some distant thing, you know. Uh, and, and we actually, some of us, we have, a, we have a bad view of what heaven is. We grew up in Sunday school thinking, oh, heaven is this place where you got wings and you, and you walk on streets of gold and you just do worship 24-7 for eternity. I mean, I like worship. I like worship a lot. But 24-7 for an eternity. Boring. You know, I, I, I sometimes think that we, we think of heaven as, well, if the alternative is hell, I, I, I think I'm going with heaven. Let, let me tell you, heaven is real. Let me tell you that the life, the life that you always wanted starts now. And the good news is it never stops. It never stops. You know, we're going to do amazing things in eternity. Eternity is real. We're going to love. We're going to dance. We're going to play football. I don't think rugby will survive, you know. But definitely we will play soccer. Just kidding. You know, sometimes we, we are so busy squeezing everything out of this life because we think that the, the life after is sort of a long, good. Well, I want to have that good wine now. I want to have that good steak that I had yesterday with Pastor Will and Pastor Desiree. It was so good. And I think that when I go to heaven, I can't have that stuff. Yes, you can. It's just going to be much better. Amen? You're going to have the best wine and the best beef and the best lamb. I, I, I just want to bring a perspective to you. We, we've got a hope that's long. Amen? We've got a hope that starts today and never ends. And it's a promise of a life full to its fullest. Everything that God has installed for you, you are going to experience if you dig in and dare to hope again. Amen. And we have to be able to have the small hope and the big hope in our hands simultaneously. Can we stand up? I just want to close. I want to, while you stand, I want to finish the story. Some of you probably know it. We're just going to pray a little bit at the end here. You see, Elijah, he prophesies, next year you'll have a baby. And then she actually reacts like, oh no, 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 no. Don't give me false hopes. I want to prophesy tonight that the desires of your heart, God wants to meet. He's a good God. Don't put him off because of past disappointments. You know, she actually gets the boy. It's an amazing story. And, and the boy's raised. And when he's 12 years old, all of a sudden he gets a headache out in the field and he dies. You have to go home and read this story. And this woman, 
this woman of faith, she's like, she's walking up to the mountain where Elijah is sitting. And I imagine she, that she comes in, I don't know if he's been sitting in a cave or whatever he was doing on that mountain, looking for the cloud maybe, I don't know. And I, I reckon she sort of pulled him by the beard if he had one. And he said, I told you not to raise my hopes. Now what happened? Look what happened. And she drags him, probably not, but I imagine she drags him by the beard all the ways back to, you know where? The room. The room that she built during the time of suffering and lacking and hoping and frustrated. She put the dead boy in that room. And Elijah goes into that room. It's a little bit odd story and he actually, he actually climbs on top of the boy. It says he, he puts his face on the boy's face. He, he puts his hands on the boy's hands. He puts his feet on the boy's feet. And as he goes there seven times, life slowly comes back to the boy. Let me tell you one thing. When Jesus was stretched on the cross, he totally covered He put his face in front of you. He put his arms over your arms. He totally covered. It was your and my, our iniquities, our transgressions, our sins, our sickness. And as Elijah brought life to one boy, the death of Jesus on that cross covered everybody and brings life to everyone whosoever believes I wonder if we could just take a moment of prayer I want to challenge you I'm not going to make it long just I really have found a faith in God for today and for tomorrow and for eternity. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.